What is up, Totally Biased Nation? Welcome to episode 17 of the Totally Biased Podcast. We are back in action and ready to roll. I'm with Nick, as always. Good to be back. Yeah, it's uh, it's been a nice little break. Uh, Nick and Sabrina went on vacation uh, for a few days last week, so we took a break from the pod, but we are happy to be back. We have a great episode for you coming up today. We are going to be talking about the uh, recently released Disney Plus uh, platform. Uh, going to review a new show on Disney Plus, uh, talk about our NFL picks and a couple of uh, incidences that happened in the NFL over the last couple weeks. So uh, here we go. And don't forget, this is the first time we're announcing our Super Bowl picks for this year. That's right. Coming right up. Don't go anywhere. All right, so if uh, any of you don't live under a rock, you know that uh, Disney came out with its own streaming platform last week called Disney Plus. It's what we've all been waiting for. Only took years to get here. Yeah, um, you know, if you're any kind of Marvel, Star Wars, Pixar, Nat Geo fan, you knew this was coming for the last. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. You know when they announced it six, seven, eight months ago. So we've all been anticipating this, uh, and. So it's finally here, uh, and first impressions are? Uh, great. Uh, nostalgic. I'm back in the 90s. It's good to be young Nick again. Seriously. I could not believe they had literally every single old Disney show. Uh, we've, uh, or well, not me, but Nick and Sabrina have been watching Boys Meets World for the last couple of days. It's so, so good. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah, so we've, uh, we've been enjoying going back in time and uh, – watching all the old shows and stuff. I've recently started uh, Star Wars again in uh, chronological order. Uh, and so I'm t- uh, on uh, episode three right now, Revenge of the Sith. So um, Jeff I've, Goldblum's uh, got the new show for it, uh, for yeah, Nat Geo. Yeah. That's National Geographic for those who live in Iraq. Um, Jeff Goldblum's show, friggin' awesome. Yeah, I really like Jeff Goldblum. Uh, I didn't even know he had a show. So now that um, he, he's on uh, Disney+, Plus, I'll definitely be checking him out. And for you West Coasters, both episodes are tied with Portland, Oregon. The first two episodes on it, I was like, "Are you kidding me?" I didn't know that. That's cool. I know. Now you're gonna go and watch it. Absolutely, it's absolutely. So good. I do have a gripe though. Okay. As I'm like a champion complainer, I belong in Portland, Oregon. Um, for all those who don't know, we love to complain out here. So Disney Plus went off without a hitch. It was great, minus on the East Coast where it crashed. But <laughs> what it bothers me is once you watch an episode. It doesn't show that you've watched it. Oh, yeah. And so as somebody who's watching an entire series and there's a hundred and some episodes of Boy Meets World, it's, you know, I uh, drank a little wine one night, kind of forgot what episode I was on. And then I was like, oh, crap, which episode was that? I had to guess. And then I had already watched it. And so Disney, we know you're listening. You're listening all the time. Fix that. Yeah. Well, and just like everything else around this world, if you complain enough about it, it'll, it'll get fixed. So I'm sure they'll, <laughs> they'll come out with an update and, uh, and fix that feature. Um, however, for me, with the movies, that is one of the things I noticed too, because I didn't finish one of the movies right away. And when I went back, it didn't say where I was in the movie. It just, it, when I hit play, it, it shot me back to where I was, but there was no uh, like scroll bar. So I couldn't see how much I had left or anything. So I did notice that. Um, however, um, the Star Wars series, as we all know, started four, five, six, and went one, two, three. So doing it in chronological chronological order mix you know mixes up the years and mix matches the um, outdatedness too of kind of the cinematography and CGI and stuff. However, when I started on episode one, it recommended episode two next. So it, it like realized what I was doing, which was kind of nice. Like I didn't after I went to episode one, I didn't go back to four and say, "Do you want to start from the beginning of when they actually came out?" It actually knew that I wanted to go to the next one. So that was kind of cool that it like recognized that I was going in order. Anybody um, who's a Star Wars fan right now that you said you're watching it that way, you're probably pissing them off. I don't, I don't care. <laughs> you didn't I've, piss I've me off. I've already learned so much, so many more things that I didn't catch on before. It's weird. Every time you watch it through this. Is, so people, if you're wondering why so many people love Star Wars and you just think it's about Jedi lightsabers, that's a component. That's the draw. But it's every time you watch it, you pull a little bit. There's so much nuance. There's so much world that has been built there. Uh-huh. It's really impressive when you take a step back to see all that George Lucas was doing at the time. Yeah. Um, 
there's a lot of inter- intricacies too in it that are like the, the little mini side plots and character uh character builds and stuff like that yeah it's it's very um very well done and now that you want you mean you can watch it anytime you want it makes them much better and my next uh my next go-to is to watch all the marvels in order and sequencing with the movies oh you can go back and watch i didn't even think about it. you could watch yeah. iron man one all the way through all the way through yeah oh i wanted to buy all those but why buy them now because they were free exactly. oh also oh my goodness <laughs> the fra- the fact that I, we have unlimited verizon yeah and we just got it for free i was gonna buy it anyway disney i don't know if you if you have verizon wireless and you have unlimited data like calling texting whatever surfing if you have unlimited it is free for a year but they don't They've they sent me one email two months ago saying, "Hey, when Disney comes out, it's going to be free. Put this on your calendar." And they never sent me another one again. I remembered on the twelfth, the day of, and was like, "Oh wait, I remember this email. Let me go check." I had to go on to Verizon and like subscribe to it myself. So they're not going to tell you that you have it. You have to go on to Verizon and look it up and subscribe to it yourself. It's free for the first year, guys. And I mean, this is so important. They have like ninety percent of the Disney library on there. There's a yeah. few things that aren't there because I think they have a contract with Netflix. Yeah, that and I don't, I don't think it's been long enough since they've been in the theater either. Oh, okay. Like, uh, Some of the live action stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, okay. it's, yeah, so it's totally worth it. Mm-hmm. Um, before we hop into our review, let's talk about how Netflix is trying to combat the good old. Yeah, so I heard it was either the day that Disney Plus was released or the day before. Netflix came out and said that they have acquired Nickelodeon and that uh, they will be dumping all of the old Nickelodeon shows and shorts onto Netflix um, permanently so that you can uh, watch them all at will, kind of like what what, uh, Disney did. So, um, yeah, so it was kind of like, oh, all right, well, you know, anything you can do, I can do similarly. (laughs) I don't know if if it's better, but... uh, yeah, they've they they needed something to combat with Disney, which was smart on their part because I mean th- this whole Disney thing was to compete with Netflix, and, a, and, and it's a, way cheaper than Netflix. Netflix is, is what thirteen ninety nine now. Yeah, and D- Disney's half that, so it's free if you have Verizon. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, and on top of this, so this was a two hundred million dollar deal that Netflix did, and right now anybody who's pro capitalism is loving it because this is exactly like. The positive of capitalism is that we're getting all this stuff for cheaper now. Yep. <laughs> and because Netflix and Disney are now just going to have to compete. Yep. Well, the only one thing I was going to say was the the package that you mentioned. Like, the it was Disney, Hulu, ESPN Plus, and something else? Yeah. Well, because if you get, like, Disney, you also get um, ESPN. Na- National Geographic. Oh, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, so they, they also released the bundle with Hulu. And then Hulu, for, like, a few extra bucks, you can get HBO. Pretty soon it's going to be just as much as cable. We all saw this coming. Yeah, so right now it's, so it's Hulu, HBO, Disney Plus, and... ESPN. And ESPN Plus for like $12.99? Yeah. Uh, no, HBO is not included on that. HBO is an extra oh, five bucks. Okay. But for like 18 bucks a month, you get all of this. And if you want to spend the extra two bucks, you can get ad-free Hulu. And so... Dang, so for $20 a month. Yeah. $20 a month, ad-free Hulu. Yeah, Disney Plus, HBO. I'm getting hot and bothered. And ESPN Plus. I'm sweating. This Dang. Is, I don't even know why I'm sweating. I already Dang. have it all. <laughs> Yo, Spectrum or whichever's biggest cable company out there, watch your backs. Watch your backs because oh. these streaming services are up in their game. And I think it's important now we shift into the review of The Mandalorian. The Mandalorian is a new show on Disney Plus. It is about uh, the bounty hunters. The Mandalorian uh, is a type of bounty hunter in the Star Wars universe, whatever you call it. Uh, and so when does this show take place in the Star Wars realm? I'll gladly tell you. Um, I was pretty pumped about this, but I was suspicious. because I was like, this is a story nobody asked for ever. Was a, a rogue bounty hunter, just his thing. But it takes place between episodes uh, six and seven, which is where Darth Vader's no more. And then before ray it's in that that time where the empire falls and it's just a rogue galaxy and the whole thing is set up as a western and so it's about this bounty hunter who just he gets paid by doing bounties and that's it's it's the stories of him roaming this galaxy with that's lawless right uh i don't uh, i just got done watching episode two attack of the clones and that's where you see um uh fett what's his first name Bob fett? no well his dad 
Oh, I forget. Oh, excuse me, you're asking me. I can't tell you. What? I don't know what it is off the top of my head. Oh, no. Okay. And I call myself a fan. Uh, yeah, Boba Fett is, is is the son in this one. But anyways, so besides episode two, and then you see Boba Fett in what, I, I forget in which episode after. But that's, you really only see them, like, partially. Like, you don't really, you don't really know uh, where they come from or what they're doing. They just know that they are bounty hunters and they have been taking bribes from the dark side in this case to build a, an army and such. And so, uh, to me, that was actually one of my questions, like during when I was watching the star Wars originally was like, you know what they, it would be cool to know more about the bounty hunters. Cause I really don't know what, like what they're about, what their culture is, like where they come from, what the background is. So, um, when this like first got released, I was like, oh, sweet. Finally, maybe we'll get some insight into kind of who the bounty hunters are as a, as a group, All right. as like a population. I couldn't agree more with you. What's your first take on it? How are you feeling about it? I really like it. Now, so my, my biggest question was when does this take place? And of course, that's why I have the, uh, the uh, famous Nick Rogers here because he's a Star Wars nerd. So <laughs> once I figured out when that happened, it made more sense because I thought originally, uh, are we doing spoilers? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If you don't want to hear about this, <laughs> stop listening, stat. <laughs> um, so in the first episode, at the end of the first episode, the bounty hunter's uh, person that he was supposed to get his bounty was a baby Yoda. Uh, well, the, spe- who, the species of Yoda. Yeah, the, the species of Yoda, who, by the way, has taken the internet by storm. This <laughs> this baby is super cute and is like all over the, they nailed the it. Uh, meme world. Yeah. So I thought this was so old that that was going to be Yoda. Oh, I, was like, oh. <laughs> I was like, yo, I was like, that's how Yoda was found and protected. He got, he was like held. The Mandalorian. Know, yeah, yeah. The Mandalorian <laughs> saved him. Blah, blah, blah. But then when Nick was like, uh, yeah, this is, uh, the, uh, rogue planet and like, n- nobody knows what the force is and blah, blah, blah. Like, it's, it's like it's nine years, so long. Nine years no after the battle of the event, if you care, something like that. Yeah. So, you know, the, the, the time of this taking place is that the the force has been uh, hasn't been around for for so long that people have just forgotten what it is. And so in the second episode, that when he when the baby Yoda saves the Mandalorian um, from this big creature that's about to kill him, the Mandalorian is just like, "What the hell was that?" Like, yeah, that was, that was sweet. And like, baby Yoda uses the force and chucks a rhino like it ain't no thing. Yeah. So okay. So also, anyways, uh, baby Yoda's fifty years old. They age real slow. They say, I was going to say, they say Baby Yoda, but he's 50. Yeah. We don't have a name for him. <laughs> it's it's 50. All right. So what I love about this show, one, I went in with like minimal expectations. I was like, Disney's ruining my life. Um, Star Wars was fine before you touched it. I love this. I think it's so cool. The Mandalorian's like this vigilante Batman bounty hunter, plays by his own rules, shoots first, asks questions later. Yeah. Um, and he does just whatever he wants. It's totally lawless. And this is a dude who's just... He's badass. There's no other way to put it. Like, I don't want to mess with him. And he's got a gun that va- vaporizes people. The whole thing is... Oh, yeah. That thing was sweet. Um, I think it's really cool how they connect it where he doesn't even know what the Force is. Right. Because it took me a while to figure out why he didn't know what the Force was. But if you think that Luke and Darth Vader were like the last of the Force users, uh, nobody... It'd just be an extinct religion. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's really cool that the Mandalorians, like, my weapons are my religion. Yeah, uh, like it's you see it like a Mandalorian culture where the other Mandalorians. I got questions. You get to see one who smelts the armor or whatever. Yep. Uh, so you get you, you get a little sneak peek into their culture and kind of like what they're like and stuff. Uh, so yeah, that was cool too. How they you know molded their 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 armor and kind of see where that kind of stuff happens. Um, and I thought at first um, that he was kind of solo because when he goes into um, that bar or whatever it was after he, um, after he completed his like first bounty on the show and he like drops all the bounty tickets on the counter and the guy pays him. I was like, Oh cool. Like this guy is just a private contractor. Like he's just going to this one guy <laughs> taking, taking care of stuff for him. But then once he goes back into where, uh, he has to drop off his payment, it's like, Oh crap. So the, yeah, there's like a bunch of them that are contracted by this you know, one person and they have a bunch of jobs and they go out. And then, um, so that was really cool. Also just in general, the fact that we have these shows now, like this is such a high budget show. It's so like real. It's literally at our fingertips. 
like how like it's amazing the cgi the the costumes the characters the script everything it's so high budget and the fact that like disney just has it on as a friggin like sideshow is insane it is crazy yeah the the production value is astounding i also got to put one of our buddies on blast i hope he's listening so i walked into a group of friends today and I said, anybody watch the mandalorian the crowd went wild guys if you have not seen this watch it everybody's liking it it's for everybody it's not what you're thinking with star wars where it's like this nerdy subculture this is just like a western taking place uh intergalactically which sounds super nerdy to say but um i think like uh, everybody you can really get into the universe pretty quick it's you get into the realm of truth kind of, the kind of thing great game of thrones with dragons and witches and resurrections you got into it pretty quick right and incest um like you can get into this but i had one friend my my buddy Colin, uh, if you're listening, freaking Colin, Colin uh, <laughs> indicated this show was average and or just kind of subpar in our in our conversations, and so I had to put him on blast because nobody <laughs> is agreeing with that. Um, this what show, was his reasoning though? Uh, he kind of, I gotta try to remember this conversation happened after the first episode, but essentially it was just like uh, they were kind of stealing Boba Fett and they were using like Yoda as a gimmicky and. Um, it wasn't like super original. I think that's where he went with it. And like the, the, the plot has no clear direction. And I'm like, so the, the guiding plot is, is the bounty hunter doing bounty, bounty things. But then he finds this kid and we don't know what he's going to do with the child yet. And so that's where the show is. And the next episode comes out Friday. And, uh, well, and the, 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 the person that he got the contract to, to find this baby Yoda had stormtroopers with him so mm. there's also implications that it could be for i didn't even think reasons. about that yeah because the empire's fallen right who's in charge of the, the stormtroopers right that's what i mean who's this turd bag yeah so, oh my goodness so, i didn't think about that <laughs> so the guy that gave this bounty to the bounty hunter to find this baby yoda had stormtroopers with him in this like basement cell that he was working out of so how do we know yeah the the empire has fallen but there were stormtroopers there so maybe he knows something that the bounty hunter doesn't and maybe you know he's trying to make a comeback all right so um, well hang on real quick another point it's also cool <laughs> it's that, so good <laughs> it's also cool that the characters that the other characters that he meets in the show are blown away by him because they've only heard of mandalorians yeah and like bounty hunters there's like this one guy in particular who's like a lone raider he he like does his own thing he's like super old he like um I have he, spoken. Yeah, he uh, he like trains these like I don't even know piranhas with legs. Yeah, piranhas with <laughs> legs looking things and like rides them around. That's like his transportation and stuff, which is super cool. Um, but like even him, who is like clearly older and is super wise and has lived in this land for a long time, helped the bounty hunter find um, the person he was trying to capture. Um, but like even him was like, I, I've only heard the tales of the Mandalorian. Like you're a Mandalorian. You can do this. Like, if the legends are true, like this will this this will be an easy task for you. So it's not even just um, like the character itself, but it's like the whole world um, doesn't know about them. And so, like, you're you're finding out what the other people know as well um, about them, which makes it that much more interesting. Because it's like, oh, I I heard this about you and that about you. Like, are these things true? If they are true, then this happens. So there's a lot of like moving parts, even though it seems like it's kind of moving slow. There's a lot of like underlying um character builds and kind of like plot it, things. i bet by the end of the season stuff starts really picking twist, up yeah mm -hmm. like twisting in with it like it's a lot more intertwined than we think yeah uh wrapping this little piece up uh so disney plus is not going with the netflix model the netflix is mass-produced content and hope something sticks disney is clearly going for the uh spend a lot of money on quality instead of quantity make sure all the shows are worth it it, it appears because this is the only show they've come out with and the um, Jeff Goldblum show. Yeah. So they're like really just they're they're making sure they have a quality product they're putting out, and as opposed to Netflix, they just chuck stuff out and occasionally something sticks. Both have pros and cons, but I mean, man, The Mandalorian. Yeah. It's good. So far, so good. And what Disney Plus is not doing like Netflix does with the binge watching is that Disney Plus has uh, put out The Mandalorian episodes like five days. Um, in, you know, in between e each episode, it's but awful. When Netflix comes out, they give you the whole season so that you can just binge watch it in a week, couple days, and you're done with it. So far, the uh, Disney Plus has done the Mandalorian episode one on the twelfth, 
and then I think the second one was like the 17th. Yeah, and the next one's coming out. They're gonna come like for the next four Fridays, and then it's a Wednesday. Yeah, so it was a it was so it it went Tuesday Friday for the first two, and then it'll it's gonna keep going Fridays after that. So Disney is actually gonna make you wait for this show, which is cool. And actually, Nick and I had a theory too that like because we've been asking about where are the new Marvel shows um, and stuff like that, and uh, we were thinking, well, maybe if once the Mandalorian show is concluded, then they'll come out with something else so that you'll be interested in that whole show. And then when that's done, they'll come up with something else. So maybe they're going to kind of stage these shows periodically throughout the year because like, so that everyone stays engaged and in Disney+. Plus. How do you build like a bunch of shows people want to watch? You have one at a time that that's the only new show you can watch? Mm-hmm. As opposed to Netflix that'll put out like 15 shows in a month and you can't keep up with that. You just can't. And so if Netflix, uh, if Disney slowly builds this over the next year, you'll be looking forward to this one show. And as many people have Disney Plus, they'll watch this. And then all of a sudden, you're addicted to all of the shows on Disney as opposed uh-huh. to just one in 15. Yeah. So as the shows will come out, um, you know, we'll continue to talk about The Mandalorian and the yes, new shows and, and stuff. Um, and uh, I do. I definitely want to get into some Nat Geo because that that stuff is really well done too. So we'll 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 keep you updated on the new uh, Disney Plus shows. Um, but if you want to uh, uh, comment, send us an email, or like us or anything, or give us a rating, uh, you can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Real TV Podcast, or email us at Real TV Podcast at Gmail dot com. We'd love to hear uh, your thoughts about the new shows, Disney Plus. Um, anything like that. So, uh, that concludes the first half of the podcast. Thanks all. Thank you. Thank you all for listening. We'll be right back. Hey guys, welcome back. All right. You knew this was coming. Uh, one of the worst flights in the NFL history happened this past week. It was wildly stupid of Miles Garrett, but essentially there was eight seconds, eight seconds left, eight seconds left in the Steelers and Browns game. Game was over. Game was over. Uh, it was merely like if the, this had just gone as it is, the game would the clock would run out. Uh, something was said between Miles Garrett and Mason Rudolph, Mason Rudolph like shoved his helmet and then Miles Garrett grabbed Mason Rudolph's helmet, ripped it off. There was a scuffle, and Miles Garrett ended up taking Mason Rudolph's helmet and swinging it at Mason Rudolph. Marquise Pouncey got in the mix, told him to smarten up, and then Okajobi just came and something like that. Some forget, yeah. some other stupid Browns player took a shot on Mason Rudolph, and there's been a serious fallout since. And we'll get right. I'll just lay out the details. Miles Garrett was suspended from the league indefinitely. Um, Marquise Pouncey was three games suspended. Mason Rudolph is being given a fine. I don't believe they've released the amount yet. And Okajobi or whoever that Browns player was, was given a one game suspension. Yep. All right. You got to check this out online. If you don't know what we're talking about. So pause it, check it out, come back so you can hear us weigh in on this. Go ahead. Take it away. So in the NFL, there are scuffles. Don't get me wrong. You know, there's pushing and shoving. There's a attempt to, uh, I don't know, choke out. Didn't I, OBJ tried to choke out somebody, or no, yeah, OBJ tried to choke out somebody a couple yeah. years ago. You know, there's pun- there's punches thrown. Gladiator sport. Yeah, right. And so, um, but this 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 was very 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 different. Um, this is uh, like this is probably six or so inches away from uh, potentially killing an- another player. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Mason Rudolph was very lucky that he it, ju- it just barely clipped his head when. Garrett swung this helmet at him. Um, you know, in football, the you know they're in shoulder pads and a, and a helmet with a cage on it. It is very difficult to um, get seriously hurt in a fight on your feet in an altercation just because. You, what, what are you going to do? Punch a friggin' yeah, you got body armor. Yeah, you have armor on. So, um, but the fat, but even in regular play, when a player's helmet comes off, either the play stops immediately. Or everyone's like, oh, whoa, like, watch out, that, that guy's helmet is off. It's just, it's very weird to see because it's rare. But when it happens, you're, it's like, oh, that was a really big hit. His helmet popped off. Or it's like, oh, be careful, like, don't step on him. He doesn't have a helmet on. So um, for this to happen and for Garrett to purposely swing 
the helmet as a weapon, um, you know, towards Mason Rudolph. And like I was saying, he was super lucky that he didn't get hit with it harder than he did. Um, is just very different. Um, you know, other players that were watching the game were like, what the hell is going on? Like this, this is not football. Um, you know, I know emotions get the best of people, but this is something else. Like this is just flat out intent and anger. Some players um, called it hood or something like that. Yeah. Like, yeah, this is not, yeah. So, um, so, you know, the NFL has done not the best job, uh, in recent, you know, whether it's domestic violence, sexual assault, all this stuff. And now it's like violence almost. And so, um, I don't know. I like, I, like we were watching the game. And the game was over, and we're, we were like, let's put on Disney Plus or something. Like this, The Mandalorian. This, this, yeah, like, <laughs> this this game is over. Like, I don't want to watch it. And as we're laying on the couch, my phone buzzes. I look up, and I'm like, Nick, we just missed a brawl in the Steelers game. And at first, we were like, oh, like, oh, whatever. It's, it's a brawl. Like, yeah. Like, it's it, was a, it was a divisional rival. game, like, yeah. rivalry, whatever. And then I get a second text, and I was like, Miles Garrett swung Rudolph's helmet at Rudolph. We were like, okay, we need to turn this on. Yeah. So we go back to it and watch the replay. And it was just like, mouth, my mouth dropped. I was like, what is going on? So um, I, I got I to gotta just give a little piece. Yeah, go ahead. Um, I think this was criminal. This was a crime. I'll go as far as to say that. Where everybody shows up to their job, which is football, and they expect to roughhouse and you could get hurt. What you don't expect is someone to lose control, rip off your helmet, and smash you with it. If you've never felt a football helmet, it is they're heavy and they're a blunt force object, and you could get seriously hurt. Um, I think sometimes we think this is a sport. No, no, this is, doesn't happen. Like everyone was shocked because it doesn't happen. I can't believe that there's not going to be uh, president uh, charges pressed. Um, I think Marquise Pouncey was in the right. <laughs> Got to come out and say that. And then I think Mason Rudolph uh, was in the wrong when he went back to Miles Garrett, ripped off the helmet. And then he went to go up to Miles Garrett and they're like, what the F's your problem? And that's where Miles Garrett swung the helmet at him. So Mason Rudolph should have dropped it. But then again, I mean, he got his helmet ripped but off. But at the same thing, at the same time, though, how was, how was, how was Ru- Rudolph supposed to know that he was going to swing it at him? Well, like, yeah, he didn't, it like, never happened. Yeah, like, yeah. So he didn't like, yeah, I mean, that was a dumb idea to go back after Garrett. But at the same time. It could have ended. So the, the fine, yeah. I think, is warranted for him. Yes. So Marquise Pouncey. That's his first name, right? Yeah. Marquise Pouncey, one of the best centers in the game, if not the best. Uh, after um, Garrett swung the helmet and was down on the ground, Pouncey walked up to him and kicked him in the head two or three He didn't times. walk up. He was already involved. He was involved in the takedown. Okay, he was involved in the takedown and kicked Miles Garrett in the head a couple times. Now. Miles Garrett had his helmet on. Now, if anyone did that to Tom Brady and my center kicked the perpetrator's head in a couple times, I would be in Nick's position. Absolutely. 100%. I would support it. However, you still can't boot somebody in the face or in the head multiple times. Now, there was a criminal act going on in front of him. He did the, the freaking human thing to do is to protect somebody. Yes, I understand. But You holding- call the cops, but there was no cops. The refs couldn't do anything. <laughs> yeah, in that situation, the refs are kind of helpless. Like, what are they supposed to do? <laughs> These men are huge. Yeah. And swinging helmets around, like, I'm not trying to get caught with one of those. Anyways, so, um, whatever. We can agree to, to disagree. I would have I would have supported the same thing. But being an outsider, looking at it, it's like, yeah, probably shouldn't have kicked him. But you shouldn't have swung his helmet. So. You also got to understand that in the NFL, there's quarterbacks and their offensive line are incredibly close. It's very common that... It's a brotherhood. Yeah, so, like, Tom Brady always buys his, his line gifts. Um, ben Roethlisberger always takes his line out to their lake house and they go and have a week before the season starts. All right. And they're just incredibly close. It's just the way that it is. It's a brotherhood. Like you said, and you watch. So, yeah. I mean, you got this crazy guy. He's huge. Miles Garrett is huge swinging a helmet. He's got a weapon. He's lost control. You can assume this man is actually trying to hospitalize somebody. Vontas perfect style. All right. Complete, complete, uh, ap- apart from this act. Miles Garrett is one of the best players in the NFL. Yeah, he's a, yeah. He, he is a an amazing Top five. defensive end. He is very hard to guard. There's only a very select few tackles that can guard him. So, like, a, violence aside, he is one of the best players in the NFL. So to see him snap like this was just like 
It's also out of his character. Oh yeah. This is his first offense. Yeah. But there's a line you cross. There's a line you don't cross, and he crossed it. Right. Um. So it's pretty obvious. Everyone's like, "Whoa." Yeah. So Miles Garrett is suspended indefinitely. Um. He's trying to appeal it. I. Yeah. I. That. That. It's going to stand. I don't even know why he wants to appeal it. How long is he out of the league? Uh, I'd say half the season next year as well. So it's just 16 full games. Yeah, I'd say like a full season combined, yeah. I'd say a full season is what they're going to give him. What would you give him if you were the commish? Uh, well, the other thing about this too is that th- this was his last year of his rookie deal, right? So he was, he was supposed to get paid this year. I think so, or next year. Oof, that sucks. Anyways. <laughs> There's some bargaining now from the team. Yeah, exactly. Um, the, well, the other really tough thing for me too is that this, this, this is his first offense. Now. If this is his first offense, holy hell, what the hell is going to happen next? When he, you know, like if this is the first time he does something, the next time he's going to really kill somebody, you know? So that's like a little disheartening. He should be out. You're probably going to kill me for this. But I I think he should be out two years. I think he should be out two years. Actually, 32 games. Interestingly enough, and I, then like all all playoffs, obviously, um, the pay is the tricky part. Probably without, I mean, without if he got pay. suspended for two for two he's years, already out he without would, pay. Yeah, he would be with, with without pay, but that's two years is, is a long time to. But anyways, I, I actually don't hate that. So because it's first offense and the way that it happened, uh, which I'm just gonna sound weird, but it was like a crime of passion, if I may. It was just like two guys got heated, exchanged things. He took it way too far. And so I was thinking he's out for this season and next. And he can come back the following he's season. He's got to go to anger management. <laughs> for sure. But you think about like Ndamagasu, who intentionally tried to like break someone's knee or whatever. Do you remember he's, that? He's, he stomped on faces. He tried to break knees. He did the yeah. twist. Yeah. And I'm just thinking like that's malicious and intentional for no reason. These are just guys trying to do their job. Sue should be out of the league. Uh, Vontas perfect. And so it's really hard to enforce – if you're going to allow those animals and those scumbags to be in the NFL who just try to hurt people for a living, I just, Miles Garrett, his, in the moment it was malicious, but I don't think he's a malicious person. He came out and said, I was foolish. I was an idiot. Um, and there's a crime. I mean, there's a consequence for your crime, but uh, I have a little bit more mercy and grace for him than I do somebody like Perfect or Sue who shouldn't be in the league. They should be expelled. Well, yeah. I'm, I'm you know, repeat offenders five, six, seven times. It's like enough is enough. Twice. You know? Once you lose cool, twice you're out. Like that's yeah. the, the league needs to friggin' change its image. Yeah, uh, Freddie Kitchens, the head coach of the Browns, came out and um, su- supported Garrett by saying, you know, Miles Garrett, uh, quote, direct quote, Miles Garrett is a good person. We're not going to put, we're not going to pile on Miles. He had a bad lapse in judgment, and that's it. I'm still a Miles fan, and I'm going to support him. Our organization is going to support him. His teammates, coaching staff will support him. Uh, there's no excuse for what uh, for that to happen on the football field. I know that Miles n- knows that. All the players in, in the locker room know that. That's it. There's no excuse. But in saying that, we're going to support Miles Garrett going forward in in in, in, in any way that he needs support. Um, Baker Mayfield had a um, had a pretty interesting press conference after the game mm-hmm. and called it inexcusable. And you know, this win feels like a loss now. And all this stuff, um, you know, and the Browns, you know, we're building a little bit of momentum the last couple weeks. You know, they were playing better. They got a couple wins in a row and then boom. And then this happens and it's just a, like a well, focal it, point of your defense. It, it, yeah, it, exactly. And so it's just like, well, we had a we had our ship finally sailing under some steady winds. And now we just got two holes blown in it. So um, we'll see what happens. You know, uh, hopefully they can rebound. Um but and the other the other downfall of all of this is that now every single time the Browns take the field, you know someone's going to say something about it. Oh, especially yeah. when Miles comes back. I mean, they also have Kareem Hunt on the team. Yep. Which okay, there's also <laughs> Ray Rice once knocked out his wife, and everybody knew about it, and they didn't bother. They gave him two game suspension. The commissioner needs to fix his friggin' commissioning. <laughs> yeah. Well, now does this? Now, does 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 this should this fall under the domestic violence and sexual assault and abuse like policy in the handbook in the NFL handbook? Like, you know, this is criminal the, assault, right? At the end of the day, so right. But like, Kareem Hunt got eight games for what he did. I know it's ridiculous, right? And yeah. so, Kareem Hunt threw down a woman. For those who don't know, yes. 
and, and kicked and her. Kicked her, yeah, yeah, and kicked her and got eight games. The old Marquis Pouncey. Yeah. No pounds on you. Yeah. So, <laughs> so like, it, there's just very, um, you know, Brady got four games for def- for allegedly deflating I, a, f- a football. Like, there's just it, like when it comes to conduct, and then conduct detrimental to the team. It's it there. It, it just seems to be very different. As there's a lot of gray. We don't know what's going to be what. Um, so I don't know. I don't know how they fix it. Um, we've been talking about this for a while. We talked about the domestic violence in the NFL uh, like a month ago on the podcast and, and how it's so up and down and how, um, you know, just the nature of the sport um, must trigger some, some kind of uh, um, response in the brain that just makes, you know, people do things that they wouldn't do in a normal, a normal state, you know, as far as affecting the brain with concussions and CTE CTE and, 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 and all that stuff. So who knows? Um, But anyways, that's what happened uh, last week. Um, please write in and if you're going to write in, watch the video and tell me that Marquise Pouncey was in the right. Don't give Cameron the time of day. You'll see the slaughter and Marquise Pouncey should be a hero, not a zero. (laughs) Okay. That being said, if you do want to write in, email us at realtvpodcast at gmail.com. Leave us a a review on iTunes or Spotify or Google Casts at uh, Real TV Podcasts. You can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at those handle as well. Uh, before we take a break, we're going to do our Super Super Bowl picks, correct? Oh, yes. it's it's this is We should have done a week eight. We apologize. We're slackers. Um, we weren't sure of ourselves. There was a lot of confidence issues, I suppose. But we're finally <laughs> ready to give the Super Bowl pick. I uh, feel a little bit lucky, too, because if we would have had a podcast last week, you would have probably grilled me about the Ravens in the Pats game. So I feel like uh, I escaped that, that, uh, those, those questions a little bit. Um, but maybe they're coming today. I don't, I don't, oh, I don't know. No, I could, you know. Maybe in the weeks that they, yeah. yo, Patriots bounce back. What can they do? I know, right? Well, all that's right. What you want to call so w- back, let's but. go to the NFC first. That's we, well, we're going to do the championship second, but the Super Bowl picks first. Okay. Or do you want to do championships first? Uh, no, we can do well because championships ends the Super Bowl. It's like in okay. succession. You know what I mean? All right, NFC first. All right, NFC. So I'm gonna name the first. Uh, so this isn't necessarily. Here, I'll go to the. Should I, I'll, I'll I'll go to the playoff teams. The playoff teams right now, in the NFC: San Francisco at nine and one, Green Bay at eight and two, New Orleans at eight and two. Dallas at six and four, Seattle at eight and two as a wild card because San Fran is in their division at nine and one, and the sixth seed right now is the Minnesota Vikings at eight and three. As of right now, they're the wild card teams are going to have over ten wins, which is insane. That's outrageous. The, the two wild card teams right now have the been. NFC is outrageous. So San Francisco, Green Bay, New Orleans, Dallas, Seattle, Minnesota. Uh, let's go with. Your picks first, Nick. Out of um, out of those six, who do you see coming out as, as the, the top two? All right. Bottom line, it's good. like the NFC Championship is going to be the Seahawks and the Saints. Okay. We're going with that. Drew Brees has got a hot hand. This guy, his luck has got to turn around with the calls and the refing. This is his year. He needs to ride out on his horse. Though we could talk about his interview that he had. It said he's not retiring anytime soon. And then Russell Wilson. Sorry. Future MVP Russell Wilson is playing lights out football that we haven't seen since Mahomes last year and Brady the year before that. <laughs> so he's yeah. pretty much, he just looks unstoppable right now. He's single handedly able to win games, and that's what makes him so scary. So he against the, the Niners two weeks ago. Yeah. Single handedly won. It's, he just has that ability. And so there's, there's, you have your Kirk Cousins, who's your game manager, and he's going to give you a pretty, he's going to game manage you maybe even a little bit better to win. But when push comes to shove, Russell Wilson's the guy right now in the NFL. Okay, so uh, Seattle and New Orleans in the NFC Conference Final. Uh, uh, who's the home team? Saints. Okay, and the Saints are going to the, the Super Bowl. I think, I think it's going to be the Saints. Okay, I do, I do. And out of the seven, eight, or nine seeds right now, the Rams, Philly, Carolina, any of those three teams squeak in there? No. I don't think so either. No, no. Um, the six have already been decided. Okay, so I am going to pick the Green Bay Packers 
Really? And the New Orleans Saints. Wowza. In the NFC title game. That's a take. Uh, and I believe that the Packers will be the number one seed. Whoa! And have home field. What is happening? And, no, get the frig out of here. <laughs> and I believe Aaron Rodgers ends, ends the revenge tour. No. It, oh, I forgot. Yeah. That's why I picked the Saints. It's the revenge tour. No. I believe that Bree's going outdoors in Lambeau on a snowy turf in friggin' January is going to be his end. Wow. Now that's a take. All right. Green Bay, New Orleans. Those are my picks. Uh, the two wildcard teams right now have eight wins. So, no. The Rams, Eagles, Carolina. Forget it. They're not, they're, they're not making the playoffs. I think the six teams that we have in the playoffs right now are the playoffs that we have in the NFC. They're, the order is just going to be rearranged. Yeah. Also, with the Niners, they just don't pass the eye test for me, if you, if you guys are wondering, because I've been on the Jimmy G train all season. But they just don't pass the eye test. For whatever reason, I watch them, and I know they're 9-1, and one, and that's kind of stupid to say. But I just i am not like – yeah, I'm confident that they could they could handle themselves with all these other elite teams. Yeah, their their defense is starting to look beatable now. They, I mean they've 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 won two other out of their last three, but both of those teams have been Arizona, and both of the both of the games have been a touchdown difference. I think, and the one game they lost, they lost to Seattle. Um, so, uh, and they play Seattle again in a couple weeks in Seattle. So. Um, and the Niners have a tough game against the Packers at home on Sunday Night Football this week, this coming week, too. So, yeah. Um, all right, the AFC. The six teams in the playoffs right now. New England at 9-1, and one, Baltimore at 8-2, and two, Kansas City at 7-4, and four, Indianapolis at 6-4, and four, Buffalo at 7-3, and three, Houston at 6-4. and four. Um, Let's go with who you are going to have in the AFC t- title game. AFC championship game. All right. Um, Ravens, Pats. I don't. Is there another combo that could even be possible right now? Maybe you could throw the Chiefs in there, but it's it's Ravens, Pats. Okay. Um, um so uh, Ravens are going to be home. Pats are going to lose a couple more. I don't see the Ravens losing again this season. Okay. Um, unless something serious happens, like a like Lamar Jackson gets injured. Um, Lamar Jackson, talk about coming into your own your sophomore year. There's supposed to be a sophomore slump. He said, "Hold my beer." I'm about to light the NFL up. The fact that he has made – who did he beat this week? Um, he beat the Texans. Okay, that he made mincemeat of the best defense in the NFL with the Pats, right? They, the Pats tried, and he just laughed, right? And as his quote, he just said, I'm playing my game. And I'm like, that's your game. Everybody should be fearful. And then he played the Texans, and the Texans looked like they didn't even know what was happening. They're just like, who's this guy? This is a new quarterback in the NFL. As if they haven't had a year to, of tape to prep for him. It was embarrassing. And he just did this to two playoff teams like it was nothing. You're talking 40 points and both? I don't know. Way to get 37 on, Pats. Um, yeah. yeah, almost 40. Mm-hmm. It's just crazy. Um. Okay, so Baltimore's your pick for the Super Bowl? <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes, because okay. I don't think the Pats have the high-powered offense to keep up with Lamar Jackson. Okay, the seven, eight, and nine seeds. So Houston is six and four, and Buffalo at the fifth seed is seven and three. Any of these teams going to make the playoffs? Oakland number seven at six and four, Pittsburgh at five and five, Tennessee five and five, seven, eight, nine seeds. I think we all know where Pittsburgh's heading, and it's it's to the couch to watch the playoffs. Um, <laughs> I love them, and I'll root for them. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I think Oakland's going. I think Oakland takes the Bills' spot. Hot take. Wow. Okay. Hot take. Okay. Um, if they don't win their division, yeah, they're 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 one game back. Um, yeah, they could. Oakland has a huge game against Kansas City this week. Yo, in a in a in a friggin' weird world, Oakland wins the division and Kansas City doesn't make the playoffs. I know. I know. That's a that's a crazy world right there. <laughs> yeah. But it's it's true. I don't I don't know what I don't like about the Chiefs. They just look so beatable. I don't know. They almost, they, 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 um, friggin' rivers through four picks tonight. If he throws two, the Chargers probably win. Like I, and the Chargers are terrible. Like, I don't, I don't know what the deal is. Tennessee has beaten the Chiefs. Like, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm, I'm starting to like my, uh, 15, uh, Point spread in the pass game more and more each week because Mahomes oh. Mahomes had a couple horrible passes. No, no, too. no, no. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Mahomes is not putting up fifteen point. No, yeah. 
Mahomes is going to show the Patriots exactly what their defense is all about. No, and their his his receivers came to stay healthy. This is true. You're right. If Tyree Kill's not there, so um, okay. So you think Houston makes it and Buffalo's out by the end of the season? Yeah, Buffalo's the five right now. Okay, um, Buffalo has a terrible schedule coming up, so it's very possible. Um, so my two picks in the AFC, yes, they are, it is New England and Baltimore. Um, uh, Who's got Kansas home field? City? I think New England will have home field, but I don't think it matters. Really? Uh, for, oh, so you think New England's going? No. Oh. As of right now, Baltimore is the best team in the AFC. By a landslide. Not by a landslide, but they are. Who's comparable? What do you mean who's comparable? So who would you say? The right only now? team the past lost to has been this team. They've literally dominated every <laughs> you, single game. You, you got a schedule coming. We'll talk. We'll talk in a few weeks. Okay. Um. So uh, it was, it will be Baltimore in the struggled, in struggled with the Eagles. Yes. Yeah. And you got the boys and the in Chiefs. Philadelphia. The, the Eagles are never easy to beat at home. Never. Okay, but um, you put the Ravens there; they're gonna slice and dice the Eagles. So um, Kansas City just looks super vulnerable for some reason. Uh, Indianapolis—they just had their starting running back break his hand. Jacoby Brissett's on one leg. Uh, Buffalo, we all think is fake. Uh, although that's seven and three, we're like, yeah, they're fake. Yeah. Uh, Houston, Houston. I mean, JJ Watts up for the season. They they traded Clowney. They got roasted by the Ravens. The Pats have them in two weeks, so we'll see what what that's going to be like. Um, Oakland, Oakland. No one's talking about Oakland, and they're re- they're 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 deceivingly coming together a little bit here. Um. So, anyways, I I kind of I kind of like that. I kind of like Oakland sneaking in there. Um. But it will be New England and Baltimore, and yeah, I do believe. Uh, John Harbaugh gets the best of Belichick again. So you think so it's Bal- really hard Baltimore. to beat the Patriots twice in the season, but I think he does it. Yeah. And unless something unfortunate happens, like yes. right. Lamar Jackson blows out his knee. Yes. Um, the or Patriots, Mark Ingram too. Yes. The uh, Patriots um, cannot move, um, cannot move the ball offensively at all. Um, this has been one of the worst offensive seasons for the Patriots since Brady was a quarterback. This was the first game in 20 years that Brady was not the leading touchdown passer in a game. Um, <laughs> it, it was uh, his direct quote from the radio this week. It's just frust- it's just frustration with the offense. We're trying to grind them out. I'm happy we won on the on the road, but at the same time, I wish we'd score more points. Uh, we have we have to figure out where we can fix our problems as best we can. Um, and you know. Um, uh, his his other quote was, as crazy as it sounds, we're kind of relatively new, getting familiar with each other on offense. Um, the strength of our team is our defense and special teams. So on, on offense, we just have to take advantage when we get opportunities, understand where our strengths lie and try to play to them, not giving short fields, not turning the ball over, trying to take advantage when we get into the red area and score touchdowns. That's the kind of where our, our offense is, and that's kind of where our team is. A.K.A. the most fundamental football answer ever. Yep. Um, and you know, it's, it's, it's true. You know, even back in the early two thousands when he relied on his defense and was a game manager, that's what he's doing. But, um, he just doesn't have a go-to receiver right now and someone that he can re- rely on. So besides um, Edelman, yeah, they so can't, just double team they can't move the ball. They can't move the ball. And, uh, Sanu so, so got tweaked friggin' Dorsett, uh, got friggin' laid out. So he had a concussion. We I don't even know the tight ends on our team, so um, so you know, but for, it's just hard to move the ball. It is so as you can tell, the past season is it's the first time they look vulnerable in a minute, and we just got way off topic. But you're thinking it's going to be Ravens Packers. Packers. Mm-hmm. All right, and I'm saying Ravens Saints. And who we're we picking in the finals? I got to say, Breeze. I was going to say, you got to stick with your stupid-ass revenge tour. It is the revenge tour, and they are on a tear. They gave the NFL an entire friggin' six-week span with Drew Breeze said, I'm going to take it. Some time off. You went and grilled, had some burgers and beer, fixed his thumb, and Teddy Two Gloves says, you don't worry. I'm pissed off about this, too. And he turned up. Guys, the Saints are scary. They are. Uh, Michael Thomas. All right, so you picking the Saints, and I am picking Aaron Rodgers. Oh, that's a hot 
Devontae. <laughs> I'm taking Aaron Rodgers. Where is this coming from? De- Devontae Adams is going to be healthy the rest of the year. Aaron Jones has been a top three running back the whole this uh, this whole time, and the defense is super underrated in my opinion. So I think the Ravens' defense is underrated. Yeah, we're all talking about Lamar Jackson. Let's talk about the Ravens' defense. And wait a minute, and who who brought to attention the uh, how good the Baltimore defense was before the pass game? I can't who remember. Was that? Must who was that? <laughs> huh? Yeah, fuck off. I was the one that told you. <laughs> I was the one that told you that the Baltimore defense was good, and you're like, yeah, we'll see. I can't believe you think the Packers are gonna go to the Super Bowl. Yeah. That's not. That's the hottest take I've heard this week. Yep. Well, hey, you know what? What's a freaking podcast with all hot takes? This is totally biased after yeah. all. Come that, on. That's not even totally biased. That's like that's a <laughs> that's out of left field. All right, we're gonna take another break real quick, and when we come back, we're gonna review uh, the past two weeks of picks to catch you up on where we are and who we're picking for week. Number 12? Yes, correct. Week, yeah, week, <laughs> week, week number 12. All right, we'll be right back. All right, welcome back to our NFL recap and picks uh, segment that we do every week. We're going to try to make this a little bit short because uh, we know we've been going over a little bit. So the overall picks for the season so far. Uh, so last week when we didn't have a podcast, I um, uh, I had one. Yeah, Nick. Nick had one. Excuse me. Yeah, I But we didn't do that. a freaking podcast. Yeah, I didn't so, get to intro the segment. Yep. So Nick had one, which put him ahead uh, by two. And then this week I gained one on him. Uh, so he's up by one. So the overall picks... For Nick for the season are uh, 104, 55, and 1, and I am 103, 56, and 1. That's right. The total, the totally biased bullies are bullying Cameron this year. Yep. <laughs> uh, and so uh, looking ahead to week 12, Nick and I have two games different. So um, we, d- we are not going to do every single game. We just do the games that we pick differently. So the first game that we have differently are the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars. Big Dick Nick is back, by the way, uh, at the Tennessee Titans. So um, you picked the Jacksonville Jaguars. Sure did. Why is that? Uh, Super Bowl champion MVP Nick Foles. All right, he was a little, he was a little rusty this week. I was gonna say, how did that MVP look against the Colts this week? But that second <laughs> half, the second half, he really shook it off. Okay. All right, and then you saw, you saw where he was week one. I think he gets a little bit more time shaking it off. You know, he's got to get back into the rhythm, get back. You know, that was his first time being in gameplay. And uh, the Titans, the Titans are a dumpster fire that nobody can put out because it's rolling down the hill. What do you mean dumpster fire? That's re- Ryan Tanny has looked decent. <laughs> Tannehill has looked decent, and they have a run game. Friggin' Derrick Henry is a goddamn bowling ball downhill all the time. That dude gets four yards minimum. Minimum. 832 yards, eight tutties on the season. Wow. Looking good. Uh, everybody has been talking about Leonard Fournette on the Jacksonville Jaguars, right? Leonard Fournette has 854 yards and one touchdown on the ground. Derrick Henry has eight touchdowns with only 22 less yards. Derrick Henry has essentially done what Fournette has done. However, that's not counting the receiving yards. I believe Fournette is a much better receiver than Derrick Henry is. However, on the ground, Derrick Henry is very similar to Fournette, and everyone's been talking about how great Fournette is this year, and Derrick Henry's done the same crap. Anyways, um, listen, I'm bummed. Minshew Mania is over. I grew out this facial hair for no shave November, <laughs> specifically to shave in a Gardner Minshew mustache. I have a headband and aviators coming in the mail. I literally have everything. <laughs> I almost bought his jersey. Gardner! And then I was hoping that he would do enough to stay the starter. But man. Nick Foles, Nick has, Foles is expensive. <laughs> he's expensive and is the starter. Um, Tennessee had a bye week. Um, and so um, I believe that uh, you know, with Jalen Ramsey being gone, the Jacksonville defense hasn't looked quite the same. You know, they're similar, but not quite the same. Um, I think that Derrick Henry has a big game, and uh, uh, Tannehill gets it done. He's actually looked pretty good. Um, and Tennessee's home. Um, and Tennessee, surprisingly, has a pretty underrated defense. Half of their defense is friggin' Patriots. So 
I'm not surprised they're decent. Listen, the Jags got to win out if they want to go to the playoffs. So they're four and six. They're not making the playoffs, oh. <laughs> especially if they lose this week. They're not losing this week. Their schedule is cush, and they are primed for a playoff run. And Nick needs to return to the promised land. Oh my goodness! Well, your rant was in the beginning of the. Okay, they have Tennessee, Tampa Bay, Chargers, <laughs> Oakland. They're not beating Oakland. Atlanta, Atlanta's hot, and Indy. What do you mean they got a cake schedule? I said it's they're going to lose three of those games. They're not. You, yes, they are. You wait. Yes they are. yes, they are. Okay. Anyways. Nick gets hot. You know he does. Yeah. If you know. If you don't know. Yeah, I was going to say, why wouldn't I know that? Tennessee has got Jacksonville, the Colts, Oakland, Houston. Oh, the Saints. and Houston. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the Titans aren't going anywhere either. But anyways, we just we just did our playoff segment. The Titans have a brutal schedule. Oh, boy. They better beat Jacksonville this week. So is next year. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, if, the, if the Steelers have the front row, the Titans have the second. Um, okay. They're bringing over six pack. We're going to party together. Yeah, exactly. The last game is, ooh, the Sunday night tilt. My Super Bowl champion Packers at the San Francisco 49ers. Why did you uh, – do we even have – both teams are freaking good. Like, what's the point? This is the best game of the week. Oh, about time the NFL got one right. Holy crap. You know, the 49ers have made the NFL rather interesting this year because they're unexpectedly awesome. Uh, like, real unexpected. They're 9-1. and one. They're at home. About to be 9-2. Kyle Shanahan is a coach, all right? I'm putting it all on him. The team is okay. The, the talent there is okay minus George Kittle. Jimmy G's solid. But he's taken his players, and he knows how to use them. He's like the, the next upcoming Belichick. I think with what's going to happen here is just like he's going to know how to – I don't think the Packers are as good as you think. And I think – what's his name? Trevor Coleman, the running back? Uh, uh, Tavon. Tavon Coleman. Tevin, Tevin Coleman. Whatever the frick his name is. That guy's an animal, and I don't think you can stop him. Uh, however, George Kittle's out this week again, right? You, you realize I couldn't run the ball this week against Arizona, right? And who won? All right. By what, five, six? And the friggin' listen, listen, the Green Bay Packers D is shutting down fucking Jimmy G. No, it's Jimmy not. Jimmy G and his pretty little face are going to be <laughs> licking grass all day, okay? Aaron Rodgers is going to be slinging everybody's healthy, all things, all systems go. There's no way. They got beat by the, the Chargers. Guess what the, guess what the spread is. They got beat by the Chargers. Guess what the spread is. Probably plus two pack. No. San Francisco by three. You know what that means? Because they're home. That's it. So they're right. plus one. Even. Let's it's go. Even. Let's go. What do you mean it's plus one? No. If it's home teams get three points. So that's why they're up by three is because it's a friggin' Listen, the it's Green a Bay two weeks ago just lost to the Chargers. They didn't have friggin' I don't want Adams. He's I don't want hurt. excuses. I just want results. All right. The Niners are winning without George Kittle. You see the difference? Hey, the Pats lose two games, two or three games every year. Yeah. That's one of the ones. No, this is going to be another guess one. Guess who? Pack. Guess who has always beaten Brady at least once a year? The fucking Dolphins. How, explain that to me. <laughs> explain that to me. Explain how the freaking Dolphins always take one of two from Brady. He doesn't get and out. Freaking, you're giving me crap about the Packers losing to the Chargers, Tom who Brady are actually doesn't decent. Have, doesn't know how to throw in the humidity. That's my only. <laughs> I don't know. I have. Yeah. No... Exactly. Exactly. So, anyways. Uh, <laughs> Green Bay and San Francisco. I'm taking the Packers. I believe in the Packers. And now that I think they're going to the Super Bowl, I'm probably going to have to pick them every week. So that's that. Uh, and will, San Francisco's at home in the 9-1, and they have a really good defense. I will pick the Niners up until they give me a reason not to. And the Seahawks game that they lost was not a reason not to pick them because so far that's been the far most entertaining game of the year. Yeah. And it's the Seahawks, which I think is an adversary. Don't get me wrong. The Seahawks yeah. are really good, though, too. So They're yeah. freaking – I can't believe two teams that division has two eight win teams right now. It's outrageous. And the friggin' Rams are in that division. Yeah. <laughs> and they went to the Super Bowl last year. It's gotta be the most difficult that's division. Stupid. That's stupid. All right. So that concludes our podcast, episode 17. Woo! It was a long one. Thanks for hanging in that are still with us. I'm sure it's very few, but thank you very much. We uh, really appreciate all the comments. Uh and the listens. So if you want to give us a rating, follow us, like us, comment, email, please follow us on all social media at real TV podcast and email us at real TV podcast at gmail.com. Any final notes? Hey guys, just appreciate you tuning in. 
watch Disney Channel, uh, watch Disney Channel, watch Disney, <laughs> <laughs> watch Disney Plus, especially The Mandalorian. It's a great show. Can't wait to watch all the all of the other shows. We will see you next week. Peace out.